What's up, party people? Welcome back to the next episode of the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Ward, and I am your esteemed host. Well, esteemed because I think I'm esteemed, I guess. Uh, I am so excited to bring you my next guest. But before I do that, just a reminder that yesterday, my brand new book released called The High Five Effect, How to Do Business with People Who Bring You Joy. I hope that you'll pick up a copy at highfiveeffect.com, maybe even get one of those bonus purchases on the pre-sale. This is the hardcover only, not available on Amazon. Uh, paperback and ebook are available on Amazon. So I hope you check it out. Uh, that's highfiveeffect.com, all spelled out. And make sure you get a pre-order package. Uh, if you buy 10, you get 10 free. And then you can ship them to all your business friends. Uh, just like my guest today did. I'm super excited to bring you this guest. Um, my guest for this episode is Amy Flores Young also known as Flo-Yo. She's all about transformational travel and reclaiming the joy in travel. She specializes in realizing your dream retreat with more profit and less stress. Amy's a true partner in the planning process so coaches and leaders can deepen their client relationships. She's a sought-after expert in the world of travel planning and retreat business strategy. And she champions and rallies coaches and consultants to build the business and lifestyle of their dreams. I've known Amy for a long time. We met through networking. Shocker. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the growth and the transitions in her travel planning business. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. All right, all right, all right. Hey, welcome to the party, Amy Flo Yo. How are you? Hello. I'm excellent and happy to see you. Like, and actually speak to you, where you usually just do videos, kind of back and forth. Yeah, with each yeah, it's, it's so fun. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast because I know a lot about your story. I don't know all the details. I hope we're going to dig into that a little bit today and talk about the growth and challenges and struggles of your business and the successes of those. But before we do that. Just take in under 30 seconds um, some time to share with our listening audience on their favorite podcast app or even watching on YouTube what it is you actually do now. So I basically, from inception vision to execution, help coaches and leaders and practitioners plan and, again, execute seamlessly their retreat for their community. And that okay. when I use the word retreat, which I know means different things to different people, it's in-person travel-based overnight, not a one-day thing, not a virtual thing, um, for groups of five, like small groups up to about 100. Okay. Yeah. And I know, you know, <clears throat> we've worked together in the past. You've worked with me. I've worked with you. Um, and so I understand a lot more. You know, I, I've always envisioned uh, doing doing awesome retreats and things like that that are business 
mine. In fact, just had a conversation with somebody last week about he and I teaming up and probably and doing uh, doing a thing, a retreat around the F one race that will be in Miami. It's just an idea we have right now. It's just the the germination, the seed uh, to see where it goes. We'll talk about it and see what happens. But but that's the type of thing that that I think a lot of people don't really know that's out there that they're specialists that can help them with that. Mm-hmm. But I want to go back. How long have you been a travel agent? Professionally, uh, uh, just almost five years now. But I've done okay. it as this, like, I want to kind of say side hobby um, yeah. for 20 years. And so sounds like 50% of that full-time gig was in, in during the pandemic or at least at least a third of it. <laughs> Correct. Things have changed quite a bit. I mean, when the pandemic hit, I was traveling a lot. I had done 36 speaking gigs in 2019. I was traveling in lots of different places. I'd been in New Orleans twice in five days. And I had never been to New Orleans in my life prior to that. So what has that looked like for you? And what's the journey been like? I mean, what different forms of services have you offered along the way? So when I got into travel, it was more um, traditional travel. Uh, I am a Disney mm-hmm. nut, so or you know all things Disney, Disney cruises uh, was kind of where it started. People, you're, I, I, are you a big Winnie the Pooh fan? I am a big Winnie the Pooh. Ah, fan. see, yeah, I knew yeah, that. See? So <clears throat> hence where the T came from. It was once Tiggerif. So this is a lot about transformation, huh? We. The LLC is Tigorific Travels. So uh-huh. it shows obviously that our roots are in Disney-based family um, type travel. Mm-hmm. And then like exactly like you said, over time, obviously that's still a huge um, percentage of our business mm-hmm. or you know, all-inclusives, cruises, <laughs> the Disney packages, Universal, all those types of things. Um, but yeah, definitely grew. Uh, and as much as the pandemic froze travel and things got really scary <laughs> for a while and to be completely transparent, you know, we won't be back to what I call like income levels for probably three, about three years. Income you know, levels, as far as the travel planning industry, the people in that industry making the same amount of money they were making exactly. before the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Two, three more years on top of the two years we already lost. Wow. Um, so it's important for people to know it's great. Yes. You see a lot of people traveling, people are booking, but the travel professional doesn't get paid until the trip ends and happens. And then it's like a 30 or 60 day, you know, mm. the commission cycle is after that. So I have tons booked for 2022, 2023, but we don't see any of that revenue for quite some time. Yeah. So that's a little like, just so you understand. So you started out as Tigorific and then what, what was the next shift that was made? So January, 2019, um, we started, obviously there were people who, there are other agents in the agency besides myself, but Mm -hmm. I was very focused on growing beyond the Disney impression. Sure. Being, you know, the Disney lady, which is great. But there's so much more out there. And I had so much more experience in Europe um, planning and other things and ancestral genealogy, lots of um, hobbies that I wanted to incorporate. And my professional career prior to full-time travel was as a nonprofit director and national trainer. 
So I, as all of that happened, you know, we started making those transitions and moving. Then the pandemic, then the yeah. pandemic happened, and through networking and meeting people like Matt, I came into um, contact and really built relationships with so many coaches and leaders, and was really tuned into what those conversations were and what they had offered, and saw the gaps in their planning mm-hmm. around, especially in retreats and understanding that retreats aren't just a big finale of a program. Like, oh, we did all this work. Now we're going to go on a retreat, but that retreats can and should be. Are the program, right? Right. Are the program and should really strategically be part of the business plan, not the afterthought yeah. of a program. So again, just as I started talking to people, putting it's a, pieces it's a together business line in the business right i mean it's just like in the old world of my web agency we had websites and we had maintenance and we had hosting and we had uh seo and sem packages those are all different line items the a retreat really from a business perspective should be its own line item yes and so many people that i was coming into contact with were thrilled to get guests to their retreat and what I kind of call break even, where they got their own stuff paid for, nothing out of pocket. Maybe, you know, there was a profit. They felt it was profitable, let's put it that way. But reviewing what they were, the amount of hours and what they were really putting into it, um, they were giving away their service for free. They weren't valuing themselves as part of that retreat. Um, so that's why I say in my intro that making sure that you're, retreat strategy is profitable as well as transformational. Yeah. I mean, I, I think as a thought leader, I guess one would say I am, um, you know, I have the, my own thoughts and I put them out there in the world and I coach and train on that, um, that I, I am looking for that transformational change in my clients. And I always tend to have a, uh, profit methodology to any line item I'm doing um, because it feels great to help people. But if I can't, you know, I don't want to lead with the money, but if I can't make money doing it, then I'm losing money and I shouldn't be in business. So (laughs) I I think that your point about profits are hugely valuable. And oftentimes coaches and leaders want to serve so much that they fail to serve themselves. Exactly. That's exactly what I was hearing in these conversations, especially with the like wellness, holistic practitioners, um, and you're right, and the coaches who had built a community and felt like, oh, well, I, I just, you're right, I want to give, I want to give, that they, they, they undervalue their yeah. gifts that they're bringing. And they also underestimate the amount of time, energy, oh my goodness. stress. But Listen, I ran a golf tournament in the, in the, in the <laughs> summer, and I know what's involved in that, like yes. in the resources you need behind the scenes that no mm-hmm. one sees. Right. I mean, it's just, and I've been to, I wouldn't say I've been to a retreats per se, but I've been to um, remote learning things, mm-hmm. and yeah. these events all have logistical stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, right, and that's, and that's just such a huge piece. There are tons in a, of great books and great, you know, how to do a retreat programs you can buy. Mm-hmm. And 
I say, which for many people that might serve them well enough to truly understand the expectation in the process. Yeah. But just because you understand it doesn't mean you want to do it. It doesn't mean you can execute it. And that's what I was seeing. And people wanted and needed that accountability to go through the timeline and double check their budget and do the up levels. What I call it, that's a big thing that I bring is the creative up levels that don't cost a ton of money, but bring your guest experience to another level. And it's a lot yeah. of little things that make a huge difference in that, that transfers into the loyalty of a client. They, you know, all of those yeah. things. That Talk happen. to me a little bit about how you feel about the changes you've made in your business throughout the last three to five years. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And you have to, I think it's so important to take that step back because especially during pandemic and travel being frozen for as long as it was, it was really easy to see everything that wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that, I, you know, and I was very um, purposeful in making sure I took time to just kind of stop everything every few months and step back. And like you were saying, you got to look at the numbers. Um, and not just the budget numbers, but how many people I was able to talk to, how mm-hmm. many connections we were able to make, how many new clients I had brought on. I mean, I've really seen the growth over the last yeah. two and a half years or, or two years that I've known you just from when I met you to where you are now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and first of all, the market that you've chosen is phenomenal, right? I mean, many people, I talk about it in my new book, The High Five Effect, that people just don't pick um, a target market. And you've chosen the the coaches and leaders. And um, that might seem broad to a lot of people, but it's not once you start actually talking about it. Because right now, you you know where your coaches and leaders hang out, right? Mm -hmm. You've thought about that. And so you can't do that if you don't have coaches and leaders as your ideal target defined as your ideal target market. Yep. And um, you're right. Absolutely. A few years ago, you know, everyone talks about whatever you call it, your avatar, your ideal client, your, all of those workshoppy things that you go through to determine it. And I kind of had four or five, you know, well, I could do this or I can work with them or I could do that. Um, and it was through the networking with, you know, like, like Matt and following his, referrals and and his advice Mm -hmm. um on when i connected with people like you were saying truly listen in and that's how i found all these gaps and Mm -hmm. how i suddenly went from knowing you know a couple life coaches a couple practitioners all of that to being engaged to the point where people were looking for me right you know in certain groups like hey i haven't seen you comment in a while where you been Right. And and all those other people you met when someone posts to those groups, they tag you. Right. Oh, Amy does that. Amy does that. Amy. I just got your referral like two days ago. (laughs) Yep. Because I was on a call about something completely different and they told me that their business model had changed. They're not really doing a ton of professional speaking anymore. And they're really starting to rewrite what their model looks like. And they believe it includes retreats. And I'm like, oh, you gotta talk to Amy. I mean, that's what she's a specialist in. But if I didn't know that, if I just thought you were a travel agent, 
Exactly. Right. Right. And, and this woman's a coach. So the two combined and it was just an automatic hit. But it, that doesn't come every week from me, it, but it does come. And so, like, I think people need to really understand that if you can continue to make adjustments in your business that refine your business in a way yeah. that makes you more, you know, engrossed in a target market, more focused on a target market, then that's what you're going to get known for and you're going to get referrals from that and your business is going to grow. Are you happy with the adjustments you've made? Oh, so of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love it because it's not only streamline and again, I'm a logistics person, so I love all the systemization and streamlining and all of that. It really does focus in all of your marketing, all of your communication, all of your like, and I know people say it over and over and over again, but it's true. If you think you're serving everybody, you're not serving anybody. Um, and that you really need to have that, you know, you have to work hard and think about the niche. You really do. Um, and that's, and it's, I've seen it. It's again, during a pandemic where travel is still a little wonky, I've, I'm already 50% full for 2022 for retreat clients. Mm. Um, like who, you know what I mean? Like who would have thought of that? Where, you know, two years ago we had none because everything <laughs> kind of froze. And, um, and yeah, you know, obviously yeah. we can only work with so many because we, and that's another thing I'm very clear and I'm okay with accepting that I can't work with everybody in and is that the, is it is that one of the things I mean what 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 is one thing you would really recommend to small business owners right now that that you've learned throughout this process mm -hmm. right of of changing your business model from being the Disney queen to the retreat thing what is one thing you would share with the listening audience that that it's a key takeaway for you that is something you would recommend for them there's so many different things that are just like flowing, flowing right now. Yeah. Um, first of all, like when you, I can tell you, I was having a conversation with my coach when we were talking about, you know, <laughs> I had just invested January and then March travel died. Right. We had these, this huge mm -hmm. plan of what we were going to do. And we, we joke, I mean, like, like we threw a lot of spaghetti at the wall, like Costco size boxes of spaghetti to see what would stick. And again, it was really easy to look at all the things that didn't happen. But through that process in finding out, and I'm very, I'm, I'm not a pain point marketer, as people say, find the pain point. Yeah. I look yeah. at it as find the problem you solve, you can solve. And that's what it was. I kept hearing, look, you know, listen to the people and find the yeah. gap and fill the gap. And I can tell you when we envision this whole retreat model and how to price, you know, it's not just, oh yeah, I can do that. How to price it, how to market it, how to offer it. I was like crying. I remember I was in the car, mm. pulled over at, in Burlington. I know like exactly that moment. So when you feel that moment, trust it, go with it. Don't second guess it. I guess that's what it was because mm. it would have been really easy for me to say that's too different. People don't know me. They don't, again, people didn't know my career background. 
as a national trainer and understanding the front of the room, right? How to moderate and facilitate and all of those things. Um, yeah, and to trust it and give it time. That's, an, like I said, that's another thing. Yeah, as so many small business owners want things to happen so quickly. So that we're impatient. We want the money coming in. We want this and that. And I, th I think patience and time are a big part of that process, yeah. you know? Yep, exactly. Even including self-development, self right? I mean, mm -hmm. personal development, and, and self-development is, is one thing we don't think about how that translates into business development, right? And from, you know, how do we grow our business in a way that is strategic and thoughtful, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's a great point that you bring up. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, so so many great takeaways from this episode. I want to ask you a couple more questions before I let you go. Sure. Uh, so the fir first one is, I'd like to find out from my guests what type of software they would recommend uh, for other small business owners, what things could help you in your business or have helped you in your business that, that, uh, you could not live without. And this is not industry specific software, but right. just generally. Yeah. Um, as Matt kind of knows, um, I do love StreamYard myself. Um, uh, it's what yeah. I do all my lives and because of all the cool graphics and overlays you can do. Um, I think they offer that at such a higher level than many of the other video services. Yep. So um, I do love that one. And I have tried a few different CRMs. And honestly, I'm still a Google Sheets. I'm still a That's Google okay. Suite. Uh, yeah, I'm a Google Suite person. Um, so Google, yeah, we've had a number of people mention Google Suites and even Sheets on here. Yeah. And that's again, because until you're right, it's and it's still finding those. Um, and that's like I said, you got to give it time. You got to figure it out. Yeah. And best, you best CRM things. software you would ever use, the one you actually use. Use, exactly. <laughs> and that's what, you know, how many times have you dropped? Oh, I'm going to go learn about this. I'm going to go learn about this. I'm going to get on this. I'm going to get on that. Um, you know, I have an active campaign account that I haven't opened in six months. <laughs> like, you know, so um, you got to, yeah, it's whatever you're going to use and don't feel like your business is less than. Like I said, I've grown almost 500% in five mm. years using Google Sheets. <laughs> there you go. There you mm -hmm. go. All right, next question. Uh, I'd like to always find out from my guests, what is the best business book you would recommend that others read? There are quite a few yeah, you, you put up a picture yeah the high five effect's not a bad one the, well, you put up a picture recently on your facebook of all your small business friends who have been authors yeah and you tagged everybody in that yep um most of the business books that i've had obviously there's the the big ones that you read and you're like in theory and philosophy they're really mm -hmm. great um mm -hmm. but i was like wondering if i could reach it now um but one of most of the books that really, for me, give me the tangible, oh my gosh, I can implement this little piece, um, was, there's one called She Profits. Mm -hmm. And it's a, again, it's, a, it's not a huge, heavy read, but yeah. I read She Profits by Mel McSherry. <laughs> um, and that weekend that I read it, rewrote my entire business plan for the wow. next two quarters. Wow, well, because, we're, yeah, we're going to put a link in the show notes yeah. for that book because that's a, yeah. I haven't heard that book before, so that's going to be a great yeah. one. It's again, it's a local, you know what I mean? It's a, yeah, yeah, independent author. published off, you know, self published author. Yeah. Yep. And again, it was, 
she wasn't saying anything earth shattering new philosophy wise. But again, when you've probably done this too, you hear someone say it in a different way where it completely clicks. And part of it was she kind of gave permission. She was one like, and you know, she said it, I guess I read it at the right time <laughs> to get yeah. it right. We're saying, give me permission to yeah. transition and say, yep, I'm, I'm all in. And this is what works for me. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Great stuff, Amy. I always love having you, uh, just chatting with you. Um, but I love just chatting with you now for the podcast. And so other people can see the value and your energy and what you bring to the world. And I love that. Um, if they're intrigued by that, they want to network with you, they want to do a Zoom call, or maybe they want to talk to you about a retreat, sure. how can they get in touch with you? What's your contact info? The easiest way is my website, floyo, F-L-O-Y-O, travel.com. In, on floyotravel.com, there's the book the call button. You can have see a little overview of the different types of things we do. Um, and my email is amy, A-M-Y, at T. Travs, T-T-R-A-V-S for transformationaltravels.com. And those are the two easiest ways. I'm online all the time. Yeah, cool. <laughs> we'll put those in the show notes and make sure everybody can reach out to you that way. Um, always, always love having people on the show. If you want to be a guest on the Mass Business Podcast, make sure you uh, find us on the massbusinesspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and subscribe and hit the notification on YouTube so that you get notified of all the episodes that we put up. Uh, as I like to say, at the end of every video and every podcast episode I do, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Take care. <laughs>